The McLean County Museum of History's popular social justice walking tour is now available online. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day for Thursday, May 25th. I'm Ryan Denham, and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, featuring summer vacation destinations for travelers to see the world via American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. Sierra, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off by looking at how Central Illinois colleges and universities track with the national enrollment trend toward more women than men. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker has more. Both Illinois State University and Heartland Community College have about a 57-43% split with more women than men. That's just under the national 60-40 average. Brookings Institution scholar Sarah Reber says girls do better in high school, which helps determine decisions whether to go to college. Some hypotheses include differences in what economists sometimes call non-cognitive skills or sort of behavioral stuff, everything from organization, executive function, you know, things like that, but then also like actual sort of like acting out and things like that. Like there's, you know, there's significant gender gaps in kind of all of those things. Reber says 1970s laws promoting better access to higher education for women revealed something that could have been clear sooner, except for cultural norms that favored men. ISU Enrollment Management Associate Vice President Jana Albrecht says they pay attention to gender imbalances, but by professions and by colleges, not institution-wide. Depending on the industry, we know we need more males in education. We know we need more males in nursing. Uh, But I think that we still probably need more women in STEM fields. It's our responsibility to pay attention to um, what industry is telling us they need. Uh, And if you do that, I think that balances out that 60-40 split. Heartland Community College is ramping up workforce readiness programs, and Enrollment Vice President Sarah Deal Hunt says that may incidentally attract more male students. We've really been building out programs, not because they attract males, but because they're what's in demand in our local community, but they're in areas of advanced manufacturing, um, HVAC, welding, renewable energy, electric vehicle, energy storage, agriculture. Deal Hunt says in the past, Heartland workforce programs focused on female-centric professions, such as nursing. Even though college degrees provide more of a lifelong economic advantage over non-graduates than ever before, women aren't benefiting. The gender pay gap still tilts heavily toward men. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. A new report from a team of higher education researchers calls on the state to begin funding Illinois' public universities in a way that is both adequate and equitable. Bloomington police say their inaugural School Resource Officer Summer Academy is full, with 37 junior high students and a wait list. The week-long camp is focused on violence prevention. And District 87 has named Connie Morgan as the new principal at Irving Elementary School, pending school board approval. Morgan is currently principal of a school in southeastern Illinois. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. A long-running walking tour highlighting social justice movements in downtown and in West Bloomington is now available online. The McLean County Museum of History has created a new digital version of its popular social justice walking tour, developed in partnership with the Bloomington Normal chapter of Not In Our Town. The website points out key locations where historical events related to gender and racial equality, organized labor, and other social causes took place. 
Bill Kemp is the librarian for the McLean County Museum of History. Kemp tells WGLT's Lauren Warnicke that the tour tells stories likely to resonate with both locals and out-of-towners. The story we tell here is certainly the story of Bloomington Normal, but it's also the story of central Illinois, Illinois, the Midwest, and also the United States. Kemp and community activist and historian Mike Matika give live versions of the tour. Matika says the social justice walking tour illuminates the diversity of Bloomington Normal. I think it empowers people to say there are multiple strands to the quilt we call Bloomington Normal. The new interactive social justice walking tour website allows people to access the tour anytime, anywhere. It was created with funds from Under Our Wing, a local grant program administered by Bloomington-based Business Builders Marketing. Illinois Humanities Council and Healing Illinois provided additional funding. I took a walk and talk with Matika and Kemp to visit a few of the sites on the tour. So here at the corner of Center and Jefferson, we like to point out the Illinois House, this large building which was with a mansard roof, which was once Bloomington's premier hotel. Before the Illinois House was here, there was another hotel called the Ashley House. Frederick Douglass stayed there. The Fisk Jubilee Singers from Fisk College in Nashville stayed there. So it was integrated. In the 1920s and 1930s, when people like Cab Calloway and Duke Ellington are coming to town to perform, they can't stay at a hotel in town. They have to sleep on somebody's couch. So the question to ask is, what happened? Um, Why were African-American folks able to stay in the nicest hotel in the 19th century, but not the 20th? The Illinois House folks cannot go in there to lodge. The downtown department stores, African-Americans can shop, but they can't try on clothes and they can't return them. They have to buy without having tried them on. Downtown restaurants, people of color have to go to the back door to get carry out because they can't come in and sit down in the restaurant. So in a sense that that struggle to achieve equality after the Civil War, gives African-Americans real standing in this community. And then by the 1910s, 1920s, they're second-class citizens. And their children, who they help go to Illinois State Normal University to become teachers, can't be hired in the local school districts. So there's a brain drain as these talented young people now have to go to large urban areas to get teaching jobs because they can't get one in their hometown. So this idea that human rights always go upward, it's, it's wonderful, but it's true, but we can't always presume that's going to happen. That's Mike Matika and Bill Kemp speaking with WGLT's Lauren Warnicke about the new digital version of the History Museum's popular social justice walking tour. That tour is available live on request and, as you just heard, online. You can navigate to the site from mchistory.org. Before we let you go, today is the last day of school for Unit 5 and District 87 students. Happy summer break. You heard many of them right here in this podcast as our guest hosts throughout the spring. And that's it for today. I'm Ryan Denham, and the show is produced by Colin Winkleman. You can subscribe to the Leadoff Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or the NPR app.